Becton from the gun. Looks left, looks right, throws over the middle. That pass is caught on the crosser. Shinbine makes the catch. And he's tackled in the middle of that Calgary defense by Lucision, the safety. Never good when your safeties make it tackles that far downfield as they'll move the ball to the 26-yard line and another first down. Growing the Game with Ballsy is a podcast dedicated to growing the game of football in Saskatchewan. Each week, Michael Ball will talk with rider guests, but he'll also highlight amateur athletes, coaches, and builders in this province growing the game we love. Now, here's Ballsy. Growing the Game with Ballsy brought to you by Face First Medical Aesthetics above Gabos on Dudney Avenue on the second floor. Go see Crescendo over there if you want to attack father time in a naturally looking way. Mark Greshner Photography. Check out his awesome work at markgreshner.com. I use a lot of his photos when I'm posting about the podcast. A lot of those great scenic photos of Mosaic Stadium come from Mark Greshner Photography. Pete Zutz in Saskatchewan and David Dubé and the Concord Group of Companies. Thanks to him for getting on board. I really appreciate it and uh, congratulations for your Order of Canada. Riviera Ag Seeds in Radville. Paul Riviera and his great family over there. Thanks to them for uh, their work in the seed business and for giving back to the community. Paul Waldo at Royal LePage getting the real estate game with the three-time Great Cup champ by giving him a call 306-502-5355. Zelko and Deb Stefanovic, their SAS Selects football program, building the gridiron stars of tomorrow today. Tell you what, man, Ethan Vibert, South Dakota State offensive lineman, Ethan Ball, North Dakota, products of the SAS Selects football program, they would not be playing Div 1 football without the help of Deb and of course Zelko Stefanovic and doubles at egg sales in Wayburn for grain hauling grain marketing and crop insurance give Corey Zadorozniak a call out there doubles at egg sales we got a couple of great sponsors coming on board here in March that I'm very excited to announce including Murad El-Khatib and AGT Foods and John Ryan and the John Ryan Gear Up Foundation we'll talk about that as the calendar flips into March and Hammer Time Roofing out of the Saskatoon area. Kevin, who's a Ryder fan, moved to Ontario, built a great business. Now he's back in Saskatoon. So I can't wait to talk to those sponsors on this podcast and talk about them. All these great sponsors make this podcast possible and football needs all the promotion it can get at this time. Let's head out on the phone and talk with our first guest. All right, joined on the phone now by Lisa Hoffert, the psychologist in town, sports psychologist. How do you, listen, how do you like to be referred to? I'm a registered psychologist and a mental performance consultant. Okay, cool. So do you, do you deal with athletes on a regular basis? Yes, I've been working with athletes for 11 years um, in the performance domain and then for the last six years um been able to apply a mental health perspective as well so the application of mental health as it relates to athletes in the 11 years you've been doing it how has it changed i think when i initially started i was just focusing on performance and i found that um concerns were coming in from athletes that i wasn't able to deal with because i didn't have the proper training and credentials and so that then made me want to go in and get those designations and um, become a psychologist and so Through that time, what I've seen is um, not only am I able to better work with athletes, but also that athletes and coaches and sport in general is really starting to recognize that mental health 
is an important issue to deal with and that if we can take care of the athletes as people, that's important. But that also then transfers into having a better sport performance and sport experience as well. It's funny, Lisa, right? Because we're, we're so focused as athletes and people too. We're focused on our bodies, eating right and working out and looking good and staying in shape and jogging. But we forget everything starts basically with our head. If we're not in the right headspace, then the rest of the car is not moving down the road. Exactly. And yeah, we forget that our, our mind, our thoughts, our emotions have such an impact and that's going to impact uh, the sport and the sport performance. So it's a really important thing to be emphasizing from the performance perspective, but also just taking care of ourselves day to day. Would I be fair to say this segment of society, young athletes, they're under a lot of pressure anyway, because most of them are perfectionists. They, 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 they're taught to do it right, do it the right way, do your job uh, for Football, for instance, hey, you got to run that out pattern at five and a half yards, not seven and a half yards, or it gets picked off, and and they're always critiqued, and they're looking at film. Would I be would I be on the right path talking like that? Yeah, I think we do see a lot of athletes that have perfectionist tendencies, and sometimes that can actually be what helps them to reach those high levels of performance. But we also recognize that perfectionist tendencies can have negative impacts, such as increasing that pressure that you talked about, stress, worries sometimes actually transferring into our behavioral tendencies. We also want to look that pressure on athletes isn't just linked to perfectionism. Um, Athletes have to deal with training and competition demands, balancing things like sport and education or sport and career, being looked up to as role models, financial issues, team dynamics. So there can be a lot of pressure that is part of the sport world. Is there one sport where mental health challenges among athletes are are worse than, say, other sports? Uh, Like, for instance, football players. They're expected to be tough, so tough mentally, tough physically, and maybe if they're going through something, they don't want to reach out because they look weak. So we've seen athletes from across the sports system reaching out for mental health support. And so I have worked with football athletes. I've worked with hockey athletes. I've worked with wrestlers. Uh, A lot of those athletes tend to want to be or have that expectation that they need to be tough mentally and physically. And so it's about how much you can do and how far you can push your body. And so in the past, there's been that perceived need to be tough and that prevented athletes from reaching out. And so it's important to look and understand those demands. But I do think they extend to all sorts of different sports. And ultimately, it's about kind of understanding and acknowledging the unique kind of demands of each sport. So for an example, a judge sport can have different emphasis on things like weight and appearance, which can then create other mental health issues. So Ultimately, mental health is going to impact all athletes, regardless of their sport. Are stigmas changing? Like it was tough to. It's tough to get people to reach out. Just in general, it's even tougher to get. I I would think get athletes to reach out. Is that the case? And is that changing, or do we have a long way to go? We're seeing a lot of increase. Um, I think part of that is the increased recognition that athletes experience mental health issues. Um, starting to develop better resources for athletes to be reaching out. And I have seen a significant increase in athletes reaching out over uh, the course of the last 10 years or so. But that's also being reflected naturally, uh, sorry, nationally. Numbers demonstrated through programs such as Game Plan, Canadian Centre for Mental Health and Sport. And so um, that increased awareness does lead to increased knowledge. And that all starts to normalize that mental health can be treated just as you would uh, treat a physical injury. And so that we can perform well, even with mental health issues, as long as the mental health is uh, getting the proper care and treatment from a qualified professional. 
This is uh, Lisa Hofford here in Regina, a registered psychologist working with athletes for the last 11 years joining us. Now, um, I don't think people really realize till they have somebody going through this, just what a grind it is, for instance, to be a student athlete. It is a job to be a student athlete. And even, even it's like juggling two jobs. I know just from, you know, talking with my son every night, you know, got school, got meetings, got lifts, got, you know, practice, got to watch film. Like any tips for, for the student-athlete dealing with the stress that they're going through because they are going through stress. Absolutely. And I think, um, especially if you've got someone in your life that is a student-athlete that's trying to manage it, recognizing that they do go to school regular hours and then training can be up to 20 hours a week on top of that. And so I think athletes tend to start building those skills, uh, things like time management. If we can understand some of the challenges that they're facing, that helps to increase our own awareness of what they're going through and then we can help to support them in better ways there are a lot of resources available for athletes to help them develop those skills if they feel like they're struggling too so I think ultimately it's being aware of what their day-to-day is like and that if it is taking a toll on them um, being able to reach out for different strategies or supports as well. Lisa are you concerned about the mental health ramifications from this COVID? Hey COVID's serious people have passed away I'm not trying to diminish that but I'm really worried what's on the other side here. Yeah, so we've seen an increase in mental health concerns over the last year uh, as a result of COVID and all the associated changes and uncertainties and adjustments. And it's difficult to say exactly how it's going to play out for the rest of the pandemic and post-COVID. But one thing that I think is really important that we need to think about is that mental health issues don't go away overnight. They're treatable. Individuals are able to find support and coping strategies to improve their functioning, but it can take time. And so even when all of a sudden maybe COVID is done with, uh, we might still have to deal with the lingering impact of the mental health ramifications that you've talked about and just ensuring that appropriate resources are available now, but also moving forward as a way to try to minimize that. We're going to plug where they can get a hold of you, but one question before that, Lisa Hoffert, you're a person. What do you do? How do you deal with stress? I've always wanted to ask. I've always wanted to ask a, a psychologist because I've gone to counseling. I think everybody should go to counseling. I think it's it's great. It's it's nice to talk to somebody like Lisa Hoffert. Just vent, let it all out, and then I don't have to have dinner with you. Like what I mean by that is you're not sitting at my family table. But what does Lisa Hoffert do? So I'm a runner. Running's a big part of what I do, just to release that stress, release that tension. Um, having a physical outlet is really important to me. Uh, through the pandemic, I've actually started journaling. I found that's a really good way to get the thoughts out of my head onto paper. Um, taking time for myself, even if it's just five minutes away from the family and kids, regroup, um, I find that important. And then being able to talk to people. And obviously that's kind of changed as we've gone through the pandemic, but being able to just have those connections has been really important in in terms of feeling like I'm supported. Okay, Lisa, if they want to uh, get some help and want to get in touch with you because you sound very personable, uh, where can they get a hold of you? I work with the Sport Medicine and Science Council of Saskatchewan, and so uh, they provide services to athletes across the province. That would be the best way to get a hold of me, uh, reaching out to, again, the Sport Medicine and Science Council of Saskatchewan and, and setting up um, either a team session or an individual session. Lisa, thanks for this. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Ten bits from around the world. 
Well, the NFL is apparently in the process of developing different helmets for each position, and the first one is undergoing testing now. It was built specifically for offensive and defensive linemen and provides additional support in the front where they tend to collide the most, obviously. The company that made it says the extra support in the front area of the helmet adds about six ounces of weight, but other than that, it's the same as the helmets used by all NFL players. Really good, though. Talk about mental health here earlier with Lisa Hoffert. Of course, concussions and CTE. We got to do our best to keep this sport safe and moving forward in a safe manner. So good on the NFL. Tim Tebow retired from baseball. The fact you didn't know he was still playing baseball is probably a good reason why. And The weekend received a customized Super Bowl ring to honor his performance at the halftime show. Apparently from someone who didn't watch his performance at Super Bowl 55. But check this out. Dude has more Super Bowl rings than Dan Marino, Jim Kelly, Dan Fouts, Philip Rivers, and Warren Moon. I just puked in my mouth. This has been Growing the Game with Ballsy. If you have a football story you'd like to share to help us grow the game, email Michael Ball at mball at harvardbroadcasting.com. Ballsy can be heard weekdays in Regina on 104.9 The Wolf Morning Show and during Saskatchewan Rough Riders and U of R Rams broadcasts on 620 CKRM.